Let me get out of that. There we go. Hello, 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 and welcome back to another episode of the Bad Taste Video Podcast. I'm Mike. I'm here with my Herschel Gordon homeboy, Mr. Grizz, and uh, we're back with a, uh, what would you call it, like a redux episode, a 2.0 episode. So sometimes we go back and we do things, again, that Grizz wasn't here for. Um, this has been a very long journey, 200 and, what did I say, 271 271. Episodes. Yeah, yeah, so uh, pretty much things before episode, what was it, like 60-something, right, something like yeah. that? Yeah, and it was Christmas Evil of one, you know, a few Christmases ago, Yeah, uh, I think it was around episode 61 or something like that, it was my first, my first bad taste, and uh, you know, there's a few things that you guys got into that I was pretty pretty anxious to talk you about missed it. So yeah, it's, it's yeah. a good opportunity for me to go and uh, give my opinion on it not there, that anyone gives a shit but. there was a very long period of time where grizz would be like oh can we do this movie i'd be like we did it already he's like fuck like, god damn it's it like, yeah, what about this? it's like oh we did it already sorry man uh unfortunately for you guys you're gonna have to hear me talk about it again um but this time you get to see it with clips uh you may have heard things in the past but now you actually get to see it uh hey, this is live it's a different yeah, vibe yeah so. that, as you could see from the beginning of this when i totally fucked that up uh this is live uh but the one grizz, thing we forgot this week dude the one thing <laughs> yeah oh, oh. um but grizz uh let's hit that intro we'll get into this uh special episode because we will actually we actually have a small uh tidbit of coincidental information yeah. that we actually had I no can. clue about till uh, Grizz was taking a shit before the show but let's hit that intro Yo. and let's get into this movie slash guy I don't know let's hit it That was uh, extremely ahead of its time, uh, coming oh, out in 1970. But then again, Mr. Uh, Herschel Gordon Lewis, he put out some stuff that was pretty gory even before this. But Grizz, what was that piece of information that we were alluding to before the intro? Oh, it, it just it just so happens to be by dumb coincidence. Uh, not that we plan anything here. Uh, but it is the death anniversary of one Mr. H uh, Herschel Gordon Lewis, who died uh, 2016 on, you know, September 26th. It just so happens to be September 26th today. Uh, so we celebrate all things Herschel Gordon Lewis in, uh, 
and uh, our love for gore which is you know greatly he is responsible for i mean without this dude yeah. i don't think we get i mean you know, not not to an extent i don't think we get what we get you know later on in life yeah well i mean people always talk about like the texas chainsaw massacre or they even talk about bay of blood but Herschel Gordon Lewis was doing this stuff years before that, like yeah. shockingly early things you would have seen at like a drive in theater or whatnot. Some like low budget movie place, uh, like a grindhouse movie theater or whatnot. This is, we're talking like early, mid, late 60s. Uh, this one is obviously early 70s, 1970. He really like put all yeah. these out within like a 10 year span. Um, the main ones being uh, Wizard of Gore. Gruesome Twosome, 2000 Maniacs, Blood Feast, uh, Color Me Blood Red, um, There's uh, Something Weird, all that shit. Like, all this stuff came out in such like a short amount of time. And it was just wild, especially for the time period that it came out in. Oh, 100%. And, and I love the fact that, like, once he felt like the big studios, it's like stepped in and, like, was starting to, like, you know, step on his toes and making movies that he was trying to make. He's like, I don't want to do it anymore. Yeah. You know, like, like he's like, it. you know, if, if it's mainstream, that's not what I'm fucking, I'm not what I'm into, you know? So yeah. uh, I respect that, uh, that badassery in him to be like, nah, fuck that. These yeah. guys are doing it now. It's no longer cool. <laughs> that's well, like a total mentality that I can respect. Well, he was like a marketing guy, right? Like that's what his yeah, actual 100%. job was. Like he was into mar and like at that time that like, you know, uh, what's that show that like people were watching uh, Mad Men, right? Oh yeah, yeah. That yeah. was like supposed so, to be like the, okay. that was supposed to be like the sixties, right? I think I never watched the show. I don't know, fifties, sixties, whatever the hell it's supposed to be. But like that was the time period that he was doing that stuff, you know. And he knew like we can make money by putting out these like over the top fucking movies, shoot them for super cheap. You'll you'll see when we start playing clips that these movies all have a very specific look to them. But yeah. one thing I gotta say is when you see them uh, like in HD format you know they they clean them up and stuff they look great the only thing that sucks is the audio is like kind of crackly it sounds like it's played yeah, over yeah, a record yeah. but um like the the clips and the movies themselves they look fucking fantastic but dude i they do look absolutely amazing and i i actually don't hate the audio like sounding like it's on vinyl because it kind of keeps me in the nostalgia of like how old that movie is Oh, and keeps the, you grounded. The, the fucking cuts are so cleaned up. You can see so much more than you ever have before in these movies. Yeah. Uh, that like, it, it would be easy to be like, man, is this like a modern movie that's been faked to look like it was made in this time period and shit like that? Because it's, it's very clean, as you guys will see. Um, but I, I, I like the fact that it has this like, you know, dated audio track kind of associated yeah, you can only do to, so much with it so you know. yeah it's, it's a, to keep it like dated at, a little bit at least you know uh, but i will say this too man you know we've we do so many things that are you know a lot of shot on video stuff from the 90s it's kind of been like where uh a lot of the stuff that i watch has been falling into that category over the last few years and i've always liked all different kinds of you know horror and stuff yeah. like that and, and watching some of the Herschel stuff from this week, just kind of going over, getting ready for the show, it really made me fall in love with that like uh, '70s, you know, horror stuff a little bit all over again. Because I kind of fell out of it for a while, and watching you know Herschel's films is like this is what originally got me into it. This is what's like honestly yeah. re-sparking yeah. that same you know love that I have.
What's what's funny about like the Herschel Gordon Lewis stuff is like I I never really was into like the Gore Gore Girls, right? Like that movie, I was just for whatever reason yeah, like same. never really into it. Seen. And then like I rewatch it now, I like gave it another shot, and it's like this movie's like the fucking New York Ripper, but it's just yeah. you know done by Herschel Gordon Lewis and years earlier. Well, when I was when I was younger, um, you know, Wizard of Gore, like the one that we're going to be covering in, in in full here, that. That to me was like, you know, when I first saw that, I was like, dude, this is fucking Crazy. next level. You know, yeah, I, I instantly <laughs> fell in love with it. I saw it as a teenager. Um, so, like, you know, I, I obviously wanted to venture into other stuff that this dude put out. And I, I came across Gore Gore Girls and the name. I was like, oh, this would be cool. shit like that. But like the vibe of it was just so different. And it wasn't like anything that I was used to at, at that age yet, where I was just like really couldn't like invest into it too much. Yeah, uh, Wizard of Gore was like a really cool like I was big into fucking magic in high school because I was a nerd. Dude. So I was like, oh fucking dude, this shit is dope as fuck. Nothing, Some David Blaine motherfucker, right? Dude, there's <laughs> like, nothing better than an evil magician, man. Why do you think yeah, I like, right? dude? Anything with an evil magician, I'm into, bro. Come oh, on, I'm in, dude, hundred <laughs> percent. So like, you know, I didn't really fall in love with Gore Gore Girls, as like you were saying. Also, I think it was like kind of just too like. Uh, two period piece of like you know the the time of like this the 60s 70s and like disco and all that shit and yeah, stuff. yeah, it was yeah. Just very much of that it's like the what is it the, like the skid row slasher like those movies like where it's just kind of yeah. like i don't know there's something about them just kind of they just trot along and somebody gets killed and i don't know but now, looking back and, and watching, you know, some of Gore Gore Girls this week, I could see where, like, like yeah, this movie is is kind of a sleeper in, in like the the catalog of his like gore stuff because I don't think it does get a lot of the same respect as like you know, Color Me Blood Red and stuff like that does, where it, it really does take things to a different level in some of those yeah. scenes. And I I pulled a special one for later on in the episode, and I think if you haven't seen it, you'll see that like none of these movies that we're talking about are like bullshit like these are all fucking all crazy films at yeah they're all the heart of they're it. all fucking <laughs> yeah. crazy um they're they're each like weird in their own way um uh, me personally my favorite one is the wizard of gore um where we have you know these aren't rips from this tape these are rips from another uh version but um like this is one of my favorite tapes that i own um i'm not gonna say like it has sentimental value or anything but like this is something that like I would never be able to part with. Uh, midnight video release. Oh, yeah. I actually have. Um, if you're watching this on YouTube, I'll put it up to the camera. Uh, where is he has it? the wizard on his fucking no, arm. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, it's upside down. Wait, here we go. It makes uh, it dude. The camera makes it so hard to figure out. Yeah, there it there is. is. Yeah, so I ha I have like the actual uh, like the mascot of uh, Midnight Video tattooed on my forearm. So like whenever awesome. we would play like war or modern warfare or shit like that like your fucking game oh tag. yeah 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 my tag was is montag the magnificent <laughs> it always yeah. made me laugh so much dude yeah yeah I yeah i dude i i love this movie i saw it when i was pretty young um i actually the first movie i saw of his was blood feast and that was because of the misfits they had a song called blood feast oh, and no like shit. it yeah, was yeah. i could see that and i was like oh it's about a movie like i should probably watch the movie i watched it i was like wow this fucking fuhad ramses is fucking awesome um and like i always thought it was funny that they do the uh like what would you call it like a fake gray hair in the Herschel Gordon Lewis movies, and they do it in Blood Feast, and then they, you know, I see the Wizard of Gore, and he has it also. 
um, it's it just like it's an awesome look. I actually like it. Yeah, and and like like he said, like something about like the magician thing, the magic aspect of it. Like this is a a supernatural slasher. Basically, that's what this movie is. There's a double twist. Right? Like, there's a double twist at the oh end. God. It's fucking yeah, it's awesome, wild. man. This movie has it all. And it was all done you know, for money, pretty much. <laughs> and and you, you say, like, oh, it has it all and stuff like that. But, like, you know, we both saw it at, at kind of a young age. And, like, I think it resonates so much with, like, a younger horror fan who's just getting into, like, gore and stuff. Because it's not a complex film. Like, it's a really, like, let's set up a scene. Let's kill a chick she's gonna find the chick dead you know yeah. and it just builds upon like these like really wild fucking scenes so for somebody with a short attention spans like a lot of kids are or just myself in general you're just like man this is great i don't have to like invest in this like complex story where i have to like figure this fucking yeah. history yeah. out it's like here's the wizard he's gonna you know cut a, a, a chick in half let's go to the next scene and that's that's a perfect you know, movie for a young gore fan to first like get his feet wet. Yeah, thing. yeah. And, and it's probably true for a lot of people our age that this was like the first, you know, or at least one of his movies was like the first films you saw that we were like, Dude, yeah, movies can go this far. Holy shit! Yeah, this is like wild shit because you're used to seeing like Friday the Thirteenth or Nightmare on Elm Street, where like, yeah, you'll see somebody with an axe in their fucking chest or like somebody's eye pop out or something. But you weren't seeing somebody like playing with it. You weren't seeing yeah, like people like just basically, you know, playing in somebody's torso like it's Play-Doh. Like you even didn't see that. In those some movies. of it does look, you know, it's still wild as fuck. It's close you know, enough it's, where yes, like it's exactly. fun still. Like it doesn't look fucking completely stupid. But Grizz, before we go off into the weeds too much, because I have a ton of tapes to show people. Um, this is going to be a fun second half also, kind of like a show and tell, I guess. Um, but, uh, why don't you give a little synopsis of the wizard of gore? It's kind of just a little bit of what I was just saying here is that we have Montag the Magnificent, who is our, our magician, who is basically, you know, giving people these illusions of grisly death, but is it really, you know, he's all about like this, uh, this mind fuckery a little bit. And he uh, basically pulls this couple into his world who is uh, on the hunt to figure out whether or not uh, the local murders are at the actual hands of Montag the Magnificent. Yeah. So let me give you a little example so we could kind of start showing you some crazy shit. Um, we have Montag setting up for one of his shows. First of all, the opening credits of this uh, movie is fucking wild. It's him like putting his head in a guillotine and cutting his own head off. And they just have like a close up on like the stump. There's like shooting blood while there's like credits come up. Credits and come it, up. I'll say this too, that even his dialogue, a lot of it, like where his like, you know, speeches that he's given to his audience and stuff is, is fucking awesome. The dude's delivery. Yeah. It's amazing. The shit that he's saying is fucking great. Um, I, I didn't have, we have so much to cover. I didn't want to like take up yeah, just a little nuts. dialogue clip for that, but I'm yeah. telling you guys right now, like the, the wizard himself, you know, he's the, he's the fucking Oz dude. He, he gets it. Yeah. Man. He's, he's, he's putting on such a great show. He's basically saying like, you don't know what's real and what's fake. You don't know what it's, what's a dream and what's not like, I you know. Be dreaming right know. Now. Yeah, you're, yeah. You're, I love that whole thing. Yeah. Man. It's so cool. And like everybody's kind of like in a trance too, when all this shit happens, but um this first act or trick or whatever he brings a woman up on the stage brings out a uh an electric chainsaw and he proceeds to uh basically like bisect this woman 
in front of this crowd while everybody stares on in amazement. Um, this is the, the sound design of this movie is pretty wild too, right? Like it's a lot of screaming, a lot of, uh, wild noises and chunky noises. Yeah. The people listening (laughs) at home will definitely see what we're talking about right now. So this woman is like on the table. She is plunging a chainsaw into her stomach and you see all of the guts and gore and blood. Um, okay, so this part where a chunk lands in her mouth and she spits it out. Like she doesn't find it. <laughs> I don't know why I love it so much. Yeah, there you go. Oh, it's it's disgusting. Or does she have that in her mouth and she like spits it out? It's, it's so good. Uh, as like the swinging music is playing and he's got like this fucking ghastly grin on his face. What a, what a weird oh, looking dude, right? I, I, I honestly, I love the way uh, the magnificent looks. Um, he kind of reminds me of like a, a skinnier Jesse Ventura and he's just fucking the dude oh. like, with a little bit of gray hair thing going on with a mustache. He's, Interesting. He's Interesting. a pretty smooth looking guy. That's all I'm saying. Like, so now I give him a chance. You know what the I'm whole, saying? <laughs> the whole magic <laughs> aspect of this movie is that this woman now is mysteriously fine, gets up, leaves, but oh, she's kind of walking on? with like an odd like she's like in a trance almost, but everybody's like amazed by this. Everybody else in the crowd thinks it's just a fucking trick, just an There's illusion. There's no blood anywhere. It's like per- she's perfectly fine. Everything's good, but she uh, goes to like this local bar, and this is what happens. She's sitting at a table. Uh, this waiter walks up to her. She doesn't give him an answer. He walks away. A waitress or a patron walks by. <laughs> And just sees her dead, disemboweled corpse sitting in the chair. Um, this is what makes this movie like pretty cool. Is that the people are found like hours later, dead? How they were killed, like in the act. So but everybody saw them leave the act. One hundred percent. Yeah. And she uh, also walked. In, you know, she walked into this bar, restaurant, or whatever. You know, she walked in, sat down, but she's like in an odd trance. And this is kind of like a theme throughout the movie with these victims. Uh, but it's it's like a pretty cool idea, especially for like, you know, 1970, early 70s, whatever. Like, it's a solid story. It's a cool. For sure. <laughs> it's like a, it, it's got like a police procedural aspect to it where you have a talk, uh, a talk show host that is like really fascinated with Montag and his uh her boyfriend or whatever is he a cop or is he just a dude no so he's not a cop because at one point at like later in the movie when he's like going to like the other officers and the cop is like i'm tired of you playing fucking police officer or some shit yeah, like does that does he work at the so fucking just, place too, i think maybe? he just i think he might i don't even know if he's employed to be honest with you i didn't see that dude do anything but make out with that chick yeah that was yeah. like a point of like any scene with the two of them was like highlighted by a heavy like make out scene for some yeah, reason yeah I mean, this is pretty weird hey man this was made for the drive-in theater uh but oh, the two oh, yeah, of them very true are like pretty interested in what's going on with montag he more so thinks something is up something is wrong and that he's involved she is kind of like enamored by him he also has kind of like a hypnotic gaze, which maybe could have like a Dracula type effect, right? Like he kind of has this ability to like, uh, yeah, it took me a while like to enchant people out, like, or whatever. What his like, because he's a legit magician, bro. Like, he's not like it's real magic. You know, 
They don't really explain it though, right? Like where he gets his power from. Well, they kind of do, but they don't really expect the other. Not really. Well, they, well, we'll talk about, actually, we'll talk about that at the end. Uh, That has to do with our double twist ending. Um, But throughout the movie, you're going to see people get fucking destroyed basically by power tools and shit. Uh, Pretty interesting. One of the funnier ones in this is when he brings out a fucking hydraulic press. Um, I forgot that it was like 1970s. So like, it's a fucking like, where do you get this? Where do you get this? Is that Sears? (laughs) Right, like oh yeah, dude. You know, at that time period for sure, Sears probably the catalog, dude. But it, yeah, and with a lifetime warranty, right? You could fucking <laughs> throw it down the mountain, and, and they'll give you another. <laughs> apparently, uh, I know this isn't horror related, but apparently now, what Lowe's owns like the the Craftsman name now, right? Uh, oh, yeah. They have all new part numbers for all the parts, and they'll only honor. The new part uh, numbers yeah, yeah so figured. like you can't you can't go like to the fucking garage sale swap meet and buy like a bunch of old screwdrivers and wrenches for like a dollar and go you go to lowe's gotcha. or whatever you know <laughs> or sears at the time and you go fucking get new ones uh um, that's why you buy milwaukee tools anyways so. <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> balling over here but uh, <laughs> the, the press is like is just like mind-blowing to me let me roll that clip because like the girl is just laying there and then all of a sudden there's it's just like total carnage so there's the press he's uh slowly putting the, the he's yeah, it's it's good, yeah, and then it's just thriller. i love it bro. All right, so like you hear a lot of the screaming. It doesn't really match up with her mouth though. Which this is, is great fun. though. I love the way it looks. Mm. This fucking organs popping out. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty gruesome. You think that was a PVC pipe or something? Like, were they rolling PVC at that time? They had to be rolling. Yeah, I mean something. I, mean, I don't know if they were actually pressing PVC yet at that time. Uh, I. We're not. We're definitely not getting into fucking tools and building materials right now yeah, um, here from some fucking dewalt fan or anything so let's <laughs> fucking move along let's uh but i i really found that hilarious that like that's that's like the fucking magic trick i'm gonna bring this fucking press out and i'm gonna just to annihilate somebody with it uh i would be more amazed that the press was able to fucking work on the first try so i guess that's like the the magic like lining it up and everything but uh, this movie's pretty wild for 1970. Kiryu Gore, the most iconic scene. You think that's the most iconic scene, Kiryu? Huh? Huh? I don't I mean, think so. It it is great, but I mean, there's two other scenes in this movie that I think are you know uh, a little bit more iconic for me. I guess um, I, for me in particular, though, my favorite which we didn't even have a clip of is that opening where he fucking decapitates himself yeah that whole thing is is, it's fucking awesome looking um but i don't know what would you consider to be like the most iconic i think uh i think the chainsaw i mean the chainsaw made the cover bro so like yeah it is so the chainsaw um or the swords maybe i feel like a lot of people know the sword one Right. That was gonna be my. That was gonna be my second one. Would be the sword one. Yeah. So um, uh, you're saying though, Kairugor, like this is uh, one that I've seen referred to quite a bit when people do talk about this movie is typically okay. like the press death because it's fucking ridiculous. But uh, yeah, and the anticipation. So. Yeah, the the sword death is pretty brutal though. Uh, instead of doing like a sword swallowing act where uh, you know you swallow the sword, you cut, it comes out unharmed. <laughs> uh, this one's. 
Not so unscathed. Not, not that. So it shows him like gently pushing the sword down her throat. Nice and easy. Yep, nice and easy. Nice and easy. A little shaky. Yeah, a little shaky. Yeah. yeah. Wow, everybody's like, oh, wow. But, uh, there's just a door on the ground. <laughs> yeah. It, it cuts to her no longer with her head like that. It's like him with the sword down her throat, like bent and like jamming it. Pretty, uh, and like, the best thing a... about that scene, too, is that there's another girl who's like tied up right next to her who's like waiting for the same treatment. That's and a now brutal she's thing, like man. losing her shit because she knows what's coming. Yeah. But, but uh, wild. I, I thought that was like a wild scene because you see all like the chunks and all that shit like coming out. Uh, you see it all splattering on the floor. That's one thing about these movies. Like he separates, it's not just blood. Like there's, you know esophageal tissue um all sorts of shit like that <laughs> jerry meehan jr oh my, oh my god. god you guys are sick uh um, i think you're sick because you have a freddy versus jason tattoo bro oh <laughs> damn dude. Take that from this guy. we're gonna we're gonna have come this, on the show and fucking we're gonna have the hog on we're gonna have the hog on in october uh for a halloween episode um, this motherfucker's gonna have to watch some wild shit. I don't care what oh he says. God, I can't even imagine, dude. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna make him maybe we'll make him watch something foreign. Who knows? Uh, dumpster fire trash, I think he referred to it. <laughs> he's he's gonna fucking call the cops on me or something. Um but there are uh, a few other good things in this movie. Um he takes some it's not like an ice pick, it almost looks like a like a cement um what do they call that? Like a like a cement uh, chisel type thing, you know, like a cement spike of some sort. Oh yeah. And uh, he drives it like in this girl's ear, but that's not the worst part of it. The worst part is he fucks her around. Like, in there. Yeah, he like fucks around with her eyeball, uh, like a Fulci movie. Um, it's got a very unique look to it, though. This is why we say this is almost like beginner gore. Because you could tell this is not a real human being being fucking mutilated, but but there's parts of it where it's like that eyeball is pretty fucking gnarly. The eyeball is very believable. It's probably another yeah. animal. Like I, 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 I don't imagine know. it's like a sheep eyeball or something. Yeah. Oh, uh, Jerry Meehan Jr. wants us to do pumpkin head. Jesus Christ! <laughs> you, you, he. That's like the third time he's mentioned fucking pumpkin head to me. Maybe. We'll think about Maybe it. We'll do like a, a double header where we'll do like if we watch Pumpkinhead, we can make him watch something ridiculous. Dude, if we watch Pumpkinhead, would you watch like a short film like a along with it? Because I have something that uh, is pretty good for it's like twenty minutes or so. Yeah. Um, I think that's a pretty fair deal. If we're gonna sit yeah. through fucking Pumpkinhead, yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, this is this is the eyeball scene that I was referencing. Um, you're going to see if you're watching this on YouTube right now, youtube.com slash bad taste video podcast uh, at bad taste video podcast. I don't know if you need that ad actually. The, uh, what is that? An ampersand? I don't fucking know. But, uh, here is the gruesome eyeball sequence from the wizard of gore. He, uh, drives the spike through her head and he proceeds to put his finger like into her eye socket and pulled the eyeball out um yeah, absolutely fucking disgusting uh, if this was real like he puts his eye like uh, his finger directly into her eyeball just mauling it 
And he does the other one too. He just <laughs> told this dude to like, yeah, just like, just go, just go ham at this. And he's like he's smiling. smiling the whole time. Then he, then he ends up like popping it like a like a zit, right? Yeah. Like popping it out like a pimple. Whew. What a, what you know a how like you know Olaf sequence. has like that like dental fixation, the teeth thing. I feel yeah, like, I feel like Hershey's got the fucking the, the eyeball eye fixation. He likes to he fuck with the face and stuff. Yeah, he 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 does. It's like a Fulci thing. Maybe he got it from fucking Herschel Gordon Lewis, man. Possible. It's really I don't know. Possible. I don't know. But uh, this happens a few more times throughout the film, and um, eventually we get to the end of the movie where uh, Montag wants to basically uh, hypnotize everybody into walking into this giant like bonfire that he set in the studio. <laughs> like, so weird. He, he finally well, gets well, on TV. Yeah, let me, the, let's preface it by... He, he's, reporter girl. Yeah, he's getting a, an interview on TV and he's going to do a magic trick. And basically, he's going to pull a Halloween 3. And uh, Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's going to... That's probably got that idea, too. So. Yeah, he's going <laughs> to destroy these people with magic, make them walk into this giant fire. Uh, but... You know, things don't exactly go as planned, right? They never qu- they never quite do. That's why it's a movie. But uh, he's about to get her to walk into the fire, and her boyfriend that finally did something pushes Montag yeah, into the blaze. I love this voiceover of him screaming. Yeah. Everybody starts snapping out of it. What happened? Montag was going to push everyone in the audience into the fire. <laughs> what a voice. <laughs> he had everyone hypnotized. There we go. Wrapped up That's right it. there. But is it, Grizz? Is it? Um, Dude, first time I saw this, this first twist, I was like, what the fuck? Dude, I think we should only say the one shit. twist. I think we should only do the one twist and let the people watch it and get and get the second one themselves. Alright. So, uh, we got uh, our two protagonists now thinking they're safe back in their apartment and uh, they're just kind of drinking some champagne on a like a towel that's down in their <laughs> fucking you know what that's about you know what that- <laughs> somebody's <laughs> Some, uh, I'm, not, I'm not even gonna get into that uh, but this you'll never see this coming uh, and I find this fucking awesome uh, our dude starts peeling off his face, you revealing that it was a mask, and it was actually Montag, the Magnificent. Tell me the truth that of what can or cannot be. Oh, oh no, it's Montag. He's back, and uh, Magnificent. Yeah, he, he looks kind of weird with this new haircut. You're going to discover. And he goes and starts Ravages murdering her. her. <laughs> or so you may think. And we will leave it at that. Um, I, like that. Right. I absolutely love this movie. I think this is the best Herschel Gordon Lewis movie from front to back. Um, yeah, I agree with that. I, I cannot think of another movie that I could watch like just over and over and over and over again. And it never gets boring because it's so fucking ridiculous. You know what I mean? It's just one of those I mean, classics for, like, for me. What is it? An hour and 20 something. It's, it doesn't feel that long. No, it looks all. quick. Yeah. It's a quick the watch. Pacing is fucking excellent, dude. It's so good. 
and like the, it, 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 like I just said, man, it, it really did. It made me like fall in love with like this era of horror movies all over again. I mean, obviously, some of the stuff to follow is um, can get a little boring. Some of the stuff before this is obviously a little boring too. It's hit or miss in this, like you know, these two decades, the '60s and '70s of horror, in my opinion. Um, but there is a lot of gems that I feel like I've overlooked for a long time. Yeah, that I should probably course. go back and revisit. There it is, man. Uh, that's the Wizard of Gore 2.0, us doing it again. Now, we're going to get into some of the other Herschel Gordon-Lewis movies uh, that we're into. Probably more of the main ones. Um, part two. Of this yeah, episode. part two. So, uh, Chris, what is that uh, box set that you have? That All right. So this is where we got all the clips from this week. This is the... It's probably going to... Yeah, I figured it was going to like do that like weird... The box is so fucking big, it won't even fit on camera, really. <laughs> But yeah, it's fucking huge. It looks like a cereal box. That's like the whole... Actually green, but you know. It's got his fucking little face on the back. There's Hershey. Make a mask. This this thing thing is like probably one of the coolest fucking box sets um, I've ever got. You got just like tons of these like books that have like all the Blu-rays in them and stuff like that with different pages. Uh, really fucking huge, like, you know, book of information, different behind-the-scenes photos and stuff. Um, I know they made a smaller version, too, which I'm not going to lie. I wish I kind of had just like, just put this motherfucker on a shelf because <laughs> yeah. this giant, like, cereal box size one is a little bit of a pain in the ass. Um, but it does display fucking awesome. It, yeah, that's a, one that's of an, the nicest box sets I've had. That's an awesome-looking thing. Um, I do not have... I have the standard Blu-rays of these, like those yeah. ones. Um, I guess something something weird put those ones out. Yeah, something weird. It's it's basically like the DVD, you know. Yeah, yeah on a Blu-ray. Yeah, it's not it's not great, but I do have besides the Gorgor Girls, I do have most of the main Herschel Gordon Lewis movies. Um, I would say, you know, like like I said before, let me uh, start pulling shit out here. Uh, before second... you show some of these things, all right? Yeah, yeah. I, I want to say something about like the i feel like the history of a lot of people with their vhs collecting um if you've been doing it a long time the the movies that like mike's about to show some of these like big boxes and stuff like this was like the bread and butter of having like a dope collection yeah like this was stuff many moons ago <laughs> yeah like people were after these comet fucking uh these herschel gordon lewis releases they weren't all, all herschel gordon lewis uh there's that like fucking madhouse mansion one there's um, some snores in there for sure but, yeah i i have I all mean, of them but i have the herschel gordon lewis uh ones here specifically but these were like if you wanted you the grails bro <laughs> like there were certain things where it's like if you're a collector you should have these like if you're legit, yes. you had these, and I feel like That's these it. comet releases were some of those tapes. Like this was something that everybody who was like a dude or or a female who like was really into fucking or whatever. Um, if you were like really into collecting tapes and shit, you had all this stuff. Just like how you would have like the thriller video big boxes of like make them die slowly and yeah. uh, you know the beyond and all that. There were certain I was just gonna things. Say, the wizard fucking zombie is one of those ones I think of like yeah it's yeah just like a staple. You know exactly. There's a couple tapes that are just those were the ones. Um, let's see, like uh, uh, deadly deadly spawn continental big box, like that was one. That like everybody was always after. Still pretty expensive, but you know, not as not as bad. It's so as weird it used how like be. it's just like shifted 
No, I mean, I mean, people, I think, are still probably after things, you know, like that in, in a general sense. But it just seemed like so many more people were were heavily invested in trying to like complete those comet sets and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, maybe just because of the bubble that we're in, you know, all those people did complete yeah, those. Now, now we're, <laughs> well, well, you know, it's funny. Like things that we used to find that like would be more expensive when you go, would go to like a, a VHS swap of some sort. Like you're going to Severed or one of those things that they don't do anymore Not now. But paying, like you know, fifty bucks for one of those big boxes. <laughs> yeah, but like at that time, you were like, oh fuck, like like dude, like really, like you're a fucking yeah. loser. Like why you pay? Like uh, you know, there were always tapes that were worth more money. Always. It's not, I don't care what anybody fucking says. Oh, I used to get them for it. Like there were always tapes that were expensive because if you bought them when they first came out, they were fucking expensive. You were paying 80 bucks for the tape. If you bought it, you know, there's just some things that were always hard to get. There were always people collecting VHS tapes. There were, it's not a new thing. It it didn't just happen with the birth of Instagram. Did it get a little bit bigger? Yeah. But, uh, you know, these were the ones where, you know, shit man like i want to have a complete you're a, yeah like a you're complete, respectable collector you got yeah it. like it's like the the thing where it's like yeah man like do you have all the friday the 13th movies on on tape like if you've been collecting for years like yeah you probably do you know what i mean like you probably have all that shit but i feel like this was like another one of those cornerstone things and uh you know if you don't know we're talking about like the comet this is the blood feast um tape cover the big box yeah i like that they all have that weird like easter like coloring of the boxes like uh what would you well i don't i don't know what pastel yeah 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 Yeah. um but blood feast was always one of my favorites since i saw it i thought the idea of the movie was so fucking ridiculous you got this dude fuhad ramses that's gonna cater this girl's fucking party (laughs) and uh really he's just trying to fucking bring back ishtar it's it's blood diner it's like the og blood diner basically 100 percent. i'm not basically it it is it is yeah and it's it's so wild that like you know that he made this movie on this like whim just to like you know kind of help with his fucking his marketing thing that he was doing to be like let's let's make a fucking movie super cheap we can play at the fucking drive-in that'll fucking crush and like all this other shit and he just set out to prove a uh, prove a point and he kind of did with like dude i mean here we are this many years later still talking about blood feast you know made in the fucking 60s but when you see like this clip we're going to show you right now all cleaned up in 4k it's like man how fucking intensive a scene is this for the time period i, mean, I yeah. can't imagine you know the the people would probably lose their fucking mind seeing some shit like this at the drive-in yeah and um like obviously we're not broadcasting in 4k here so you won't you know you're gonna have to buy the blu-ray to like truly see how good this shit yeah. looks but um compared to like my fucking comet vhs tape which gives it like it's a whole other viewing experience when you watch it on tape you know what I mean? Like you, you, it like kind of puts that filter over everything. It gives it that like sleazy vibe. But yeah, yeah. Uh, here's a here's a little sample of Blood Feast. Uh, you have these cops finally figuring out what the fuck's going on. Yeah, they find us a, a woman just completely butchered laying on a table. Um, There's something about like this time period of like filmmaking and the colors of like the scene and everything that are just like it's, I don't know I'm just mesmerized by it. It's, it's, 
it's so like pop artish kind of like gore in a way that i'm just like man this looks so fucking awesome yeah and like the the wild thing about all this is this is 1963 1963 early 60s you're getting shit like this um it's just unbelievable and like the story to this one's pretty ridiculous uh because the mother of the girl is like kind of like a fucking airhead throughout the whole thing and doesn't really notice that anything's going on oh brendan brendan timmons technicolor exactly it it, it looks fucking great um you know and, and brendan brings up you know the barrel kill in 2000 maniacs um, 2000 Maniacs is, is probably my second favorite Herschel Gordon Lewis movie. Um, besides Wizard of Gore, my, my mm-hmm. follow up would definitely be that. I think it's a great uh, story. It just kind of like plays on some people's like you know misconceptions of certain places and stuff like that. Or you know, like people, yeah, and like people being afraid of like the unknown or like it, it's it's kind of a cool thing where it's like this abandoned town lost in time uh deep in the south and these people from the north get like lost in this town and they're like become part of this uh this annual celebration of basically just murdering some fucking yeah. people well, they're go- yeah they're ghosts the centennial yeah, right the is cent- that what it is yeah the centennial celebration yeah yeah that's um, what it is the ghosts it's, of it's- the florida everglades that's what it seems to be um this is the um comet release of Another 2000 weird, maniacs wild fucking cover yeah all those one, covers are great i don't know opinion. if this oh this does it's got like that easter bluish green blue, yeah, yeah. blue um i also have another cool release um this is of the rhino the, one no no this is the one of the joe bob's sleaziest um of That's that cool. series um 2000 maniacs this one has kind of a better cover than the the comet um, really you think that i don't i don't know man I don't. I like the comic cover because it feels fucking sleazy. It yeah, just feels like, like a, that. It feels like a dirty fucking movie. I, I feel like, like I feel like this cover though kind of like gives you more of an idea of what the movie is. Oh, 100 percent. The other yeah. one is just doesn't tell you fucking dick about the movie, dude. It's just you know some yeah sexy gore on the cover. So. Plus it's got plus it's got Joe Bob back in back in his prime. Um, uh, but the, the barrel kill was uh was definitely something I thought about like putting picking you know i had to pick and choose which scene we, we did from each movie yeah um, i didn't go with the barrel kill i do love that scene i just didn't think it like really this represented is... the enough enough gore for for what i yeah. was trying to get across i i love this scene this is when they drop the giant what what do they call it don't they call it something I, it's a rock but i don't remember what they do have like a, a different term for it in the yeah movie. but uh this is this is another <laughs> wild thing so they're all like standing around cheering. This giant boulder is like up on this dunk uh, tank thing. I hit you with the baseball. These people's faces, dude. That's what yeah. makes this scene for me. Like they're all serious looking, but like they're kind of like right. nodding their head, like yeah. <laughs> but like there's no more joy anymore. You know what I mean? Like they're all serious. Oh, dude, that. That's like a. Now those dudes are fucking too into it. Um, I do love 2000 Maniacs. They actually did that like weird um, reboot remake 2001 Maniacs with Robert England. I absolutely love that. Yeah, I absolutely love that. It's good. It's really well done. It's so well done. I feel like it's uh, it's like in the same vein as 2000 Maniacs. They did a good job in keeping it, you know, 
as as close as possible to the idea of the original. It's not. It's obviously not the same story. It's no, just no. like another group of travelers, and, uh, and Robert England as like the mayor a, is great. It's dated. It's definitely a horror movie of like the two thousands of the time period. It of course, like that. of course. Um, but I will say. Um, I, it's hard for me to get into Robert England not as Freddy because I love him so much in that role. Yeah, this is his next best fucking role he as plays, this like southern like you yeah. know town fucking mayor or whatever, dude. I'm just, he plays like, it so well, nails it, dude. Nails that but, movie's fucking awesome. But the dude that plays him in the original one is is awesome too. He does a really oh, yeah, good job too. Absolutely. You know, that I, voice it's iconic, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Them fucking singing and dancing in the street and shit. What a what a fucking movie. Um, now one that I'm not really as familiar with. We don't have any clips of this one, but I just would point it out because I feel like people are fucking gonna be like, oh, like what about what about this one? <laughs> There's a lot we're not gonna mention. I can promise you. <laughs> well, dude, how many how many movies did he put out? Like between what year would that be? Like sixty three and like seventy something. Oh, I mean, it's it's, I would over over ten, I think. It, oh, man, I don't know, but this one is uh, from nineteen sixty seven, and that's the gruesome twosome, another uh, Joe Bob sleaziest release. I have a I have a whole bunch of these actually. I was grabbing these before. Fucking you, motherfuckers! Probably even knew they were out there. Um, <laughs> But uh, another, uh, you know, slasher type film, extreme gore and everything. This one, I, I feel like this is how I felt about the Gore Gore Girls, you know. Yeah. And I, but I just, I maybe I have to give it a rewatch, you know. Um, I, I was next time we're thinking of something, maybe we'll we'll fucking dive in. We'll that. dive into that one, yeah. But um, I actually, speaking of the Gore Gore Girls, that's the only one that I don't have a copy of. Uh, oh really? Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah, I do have that on Blu-ray though, um, or or I guess DVD or Blu-ray. I think it's a Blu-ray. Um, but this one, like we said, is a sleeper. Um, I feel like it goes under the radar. I think a lot of people that are, that are kind of like in the know, um, you know, they're into it. We we had multiple people mention this one this week in oh, yeah. uh, on Instagram, but um, for whatever reason, I just I like was never able to just get into it. It doesn't move the same as like the Wizard of Gore or Blood Feast, but upon rewatching it, I actually rewatched it today. Um, it's like a super fun movie. They got like the cool fucking Sleazy. detective dude. Um, he's kind of like fucking what's his name, like Leon Phelps from fucking Saturday oh, yeah, Night Live, the ladies yeah, man, uh, <laughs> the killer, um, the twist at the oh, end. Yeah. I guess you could kind of see it coming, but like it's it's cool. You got like a gloved no. killer, almost like a giallo, but in 1970 fucking, what did I say? Uh, what year is? Um, I believe it was 73 for uh, Gore Gore Girls. Yeah, um, uh, 72, like, 72. 72. But like at that time period too, like, you know, you think of like New York City's in the early 70s and stuff like that. Like there was all those like dangerous time popping up and shit too. And like, so it is like very much of that, like, you know, uh, liberated period of like sexuality so you start seeing his movies become like amped up in their you start like getting sexuality now. yeah like you're seeing like you know some boobies and shit like that flying around in these movies you're like all right Herschel's kicking it up a notch you know yeah. and it's like yeah. that's where like i feel like gorgor girls took off like you start really 
you get the gore, but you also get a different element that you're going to come to recognize as being a staple in a lot of horror movies moving yeah. forward also. Yeah, I mean, like, you got to figure, like, early 70s, so, like, 72, the movie is about a killer that kills go-go dancers. Uh, there's going to be, you know, there's going to be nudity. Nope. There's going to be all sorts <laughs> of shit like that. Um, but it is a wildly violent movie. But oh, in sure. in the same way that, um, what's it called, is... Um, the wizard of gore but there are a few scenes in this that like we couldn't show you though i know somebody somebody uh requested the nipple scene um we cannot show I, that on I, here i, I took uh, it for myself but i couldn't i put it, put it on yeah here, well so. anatomy doesn't female anatomy doesn't work that way just want everybody yeah. to know that's not that's not realistic at all um actually looks kind of fucking <laughs> Yeah, yeah, this guy, this guy knows. Um, but this is uh, equally as, I guess, showing of what kind of movie the Gorgor Girls is. Um, there's a bloody pickle. I'm not gonna say what. They actually, it's not, it's not used in any sort of way. But uh, he's he's pulling out her eye, or they are pulling out her eye. And that that sound design is just disgusting. But like they show you her face again, like after he's doing it, and it's just mangled. And that's how the whole movie is. The whole movie is ridiculous, but it, it looks awesome. Stock, and the, the stock time. music playing, like the fucking Memorial Day parade music playing. Yeah. Oof, oof, man, what a what a fucking uh, what a movie upon re-release, so, uh, rewatch. I'm I'm very interested in hearing what your overall opinion is of Color Me Blood Red. I like this movie. I think it's I do too. I think it feels I was a, interested to see if you were gonna like it or not. I think it feels a little bit like ahead of its time compared to the other yeah. ones. Like, yeah, it's dated, but it not it, not as much. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't feel as old as the other ones do. It's a pretty and, wild story too about yeah. this artist like using blood to in that cover. I mean, this is this scene you're going to see here too in a minute. This to me, um, when I think of iconic Herschel Gordon Lewis scenes, like of all time, this is the number one in my head. Yeah, what we're about to show you, this is where my mind goes immediately. Although I do think Wizard of Gore is the, is my favorite movie, I personally think that this scene is one of the best gore kind of fucked up scenes ever put on film like legitimately this is fantastic so this woman is like tied to the wall with her arms up with her stomach basically slashed well not basically it is slashed open censored for youtube here it looks like uh but he's taking the bowl that he has in his hands <laughs> and, and filling it up with her guts and blood and shit and this is what he uses to paint his paintings that's how he's uh inspired pretty interesting uh like idea for i love it i love it here's the painting it's like a tales it's from a horrible the horrible thing i mean yeah. it's an absolutely atrocious fucking yeah, maybe we just but I will maybe say. we're just uncultured who knows um yeah that's probably i mean I'm, i'll be yeah. the first to admit that for sure yeah but it's um, a cool idea it's an awesome idea yeah man. this is definitely like a tales from the crypt type thing also oh great comparison you know sure. what i mean i think there actually is something there is an episode like that isn't there i feel I like mean, there I is a, like in a later season i think there is uh maybe somebody will uh, be able to 
chime in yeah, on that Yeah, Viano, extremely iconic scene. I iconic think, I mean, enough it, it, that it made, it made the, the comment. Cover. Yeah, it made the comment, you know, cover. Um, one thing I, mean, I want to mention. you walk through a video store, that, that fucking sells itself. Yeah. Like, if you're a horror fan and, and you see that, you're like, all right, I'm fucking that. I'm definitely in for this, but like, it's also funny because like, uh, when you're like super little and you're at like the video store renting of films and you're just getting into horror, you know, you're watching the things that you hear about, like you know, the Friday the Thirteenth and stuff like that. Uh, initially, I would see something like that and be like, no, I don't, I don't think that's doesn't look like anything that I want to see. But like, as I got older, I was like, you know what? That's probably something I should probably I mean, check you, out. You know, it's kind of like it might be like a hard watch. For uh, like oh, a younger kid, not not because of the gore. It's just like there's no monster. You yeah. know what I mean? It's not like there's it's anything like that. There's a, there's a lot of talking. You know what I mean? A lot of conversation. But it's kind of funny for whatever reason because it feels like you're watching an instructional video from the 60s. You know, it's, very like it, odd choices. Funny if you're an adult because you can kind of like look at the humor and the dialogue and stuff like that. Where yeah. it's just going to go over like a younger person's head. Uh, I think a lot of the dialogue from like the time period of filmmaking isn't really like conducive to fucking children. Anyways, it's, it's very boring dialogue and a yeah. lack of a better term for it. You know, even I can get be a little like snoozy sometimes when there's just a lot of fucking dialogue in this era of movie making. Yeah. Uh, but overall, I feel like this dude just fucking, he knocked it out of the park. There's rarely any bl- uh, bad movies. Um, obviously, um, we're missing a, We're not talking about a ton of them. Uh, obviously Rob Zombie was a big fan, uh, cause scum yeah. of the earth is a, is a Herschel Gordon Lewis movie. I mean, like, I mean, shit, you know, like we talked about, you know, something weird and everything and all that, that, that spun off having its own, like kind of like underground label and all like the different movies that were put under that and everything. Um, he's just influenced so much of of the film making that we've come to love you know i think without you know herschel gordon lewis making these low budget fucking horror gore splatter films in this time period it would be almost you know hard for me to see them taking it to that level in the shot on video era yeah that we've come to really love because they can see something like this and be like it doesn't have to look perfect it can look flawed but if you're still conveying the idea and like the the menace behind it and People all that, look it, past it still it. Yeah. work. It can still yeah. shock. It can still deliver what you want it to. So I, he, he, I think that the the horror community in general, you know, he's the godfather of gore for a reason. Man. Of course, Herschel's the shit. Yeah, and rest in peace. Herschel Gordon Lewis uh, on the anniversary his his death day I think people death said day, yes. yeah yeah um, but that I think just about wraps it up for uh, Herschel Gordon Lewis this week um, we will revisit uh, in the future to maybe do the gruesome twosome like you said uh, I don't think yeah. we ever did color me blood red on here did we I don't believe so either that's another one that we could fucking dive into sometime maybe we can have like a, a throwback month where we do some some older movies that we've kind of like been skipping over. So yeah, yeah, we could always do something there. like that. Um, but Grizz, I think next week we're going to start getting into our Halloween shit. And, uh, I grabbed this movie a while back and, um, I've been waiting to watch it cause I've never seen it before. You have seen it. So that gives you an advantage over me, but we will be watching next week. The 1993, uh, low budget Halloween clown horror film. <laughs> Dark Carnival. 
one of, like this one. This is a fun one. Yeah, yeah one of the one of the only good Maverick releases, I would say. Right, I can't really name too many, um, but I'm definitely excited to fucking watch this. Uh, I've been holding on to it for maybe like two months or so at this point. I've been sitting there. Sounds gonna be fun, man. This, yeah, you know, yeah, it's hit or miss, but sometimes when it hits, it really fucking hits. A group of students open up a haunted house for Halloween to try to raise some money. They soon discover that someone or something is in the house with them and begins killing them off one by one. Um, Great. Yeah, that's, I mean that that story alone is just like this is gonna be fun. Yeah, this is gonna be a lot of fun. I've never seen it before, so it's gonna be a first time watch for me. Also, I don't know how available this is on the internet. To be honest, uh, so I have no, I have no fucking clue. Maybe it's on the Patreon. I don't know. Maybe it will Maybe. be. Who knows? I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, I probably won't. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm pulling a Beetlejuice now when I say that shit. I'm doing like the fucking spastic talking. <laughs> uh, but next uh, week, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, we will be watching. Uh, well, we'll be discussing. Uh, I can't even fucking speak. We'll be discussing. Yeah, 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 yeah. We'll be discussing Dark Carnival <laughs> from 1993. That's uh, YouTube.com forward slash Odd Bad Taste Video Podcast. It's also linked on our website, www.badtastevideo.com, where we also have our Patreon link and our Discord. Um, everything we do is there. But Grizz, what do you got, man? I see you want to say something. So yeah, dude. I also, because we do not have a wide world of metal tonight, we did the extra long uh, Herschel Gordon loses deep dive. Um, we are going to have kind of a cool thing next week for everybody. Everybody right now this week, go out, um, listen to the new Acid Mass album that just dropped. It's called Agonizer. Um, fucking listen to the shit out of that album. We are going to be covering it in full next week. Um, then after next week's episode, we will be putting up a full interview with acid mass the, the the one man fucking army himself i'm going to sit down with him ask him some questions about the new album uh what he th you know thinks about being in like a one-man band in 2023 um he's a fucking awesome dude so definitely make sure you guys stick around after the show to uh to check that out as well are we gonna uh do you are you gonna talk to him like on uh like are you gonna have a video we're gonna be able to play a video yeah. you think yeah, oh, hell yeah! Recorded video. We're just Bro, gonna play it. We're gonna so. play that right through this fucking shit. That's hell what I'm yeah. saying. Right at the end, it'll just fucking play. Hell so. yeah! Hell yeah! So, uh, Grizz, where can they find you on the internet? Uh, you can find me on Instagram oh. at Kane underscore neighbor. Reboot. Fucking pause for a minute. <laughs> you can, we're both falling apart right now. We're too excited yeah. for Halloween. Um, you can find me at Bad Taste Video. Like I said before, you can find everything we do at www.badtastevideo.com. You can find us uh, on Patreon. You can find us on Discord. It's all linked there. Uh, subscribe or follow whatever the fuck they call it to our YouTube channel, uh, youtube.com slash at bad taste video podcast maybe one day i'll be able to just get it to that bad taste video but we'll see <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, yeah yeah but uh we'll see you next week um for something uh ha halloweeny right is that like baby halloweeny yeah pants on. we're getting halloweeny that's it so uh we'll see you next week with dark carnival